You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Uh, the Bible is full of reasons for Thanksgiving, and there's a lot of passages of Scripture where uh, the, the men and the women in the, in the Bible spend time praising God and, and singing to God and uh, there was a section here that we're going to look at, Exodus 15, chap, uh, Exodus 15, verses 1 through 19, where Moses spends some time praising God. If there's one thing for sure, there are moments in our lives where God steps in and does something incredible. We can look back and think about moments where God has radically changed our lives. Uh, the greatest of these moments happened 2,000 years ago when he sent his only son to pay a debt we could not pay in order that we would be taken out of captivity from this world and be immediately placed into the family of God. Friends may ask you, your children may ask you, co-workers may ask you, why do you believe in Jesus? Well, I think if we were to sit and think for a moment why we believe in Jesus, that's enough to be thankful. So that's what we're looking at today. We can and should answer in the same way that Moses praised and thanked God in this passage. So let's look at the passage. Leading up to this moment where Moses praised God and thanks, uh, gave thanks, God, uh, God's chosen people, which, by the way, each and every single one of you is God's chosen people. John 15, 16 says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. So that means you... Each one of you sitting there is God's chosen. So God's chosen people were held captive and enslaved by the world. Does that not describe us before we were saved? God brought his people out of the world in an impossible way. The world tried to retaliate and bring the people back into slavery. But God stood in the way and wiped out the enemy of his people. And then Moses praised God for what he did and for the promises to come. So let's look at our reason for Thanksgiving, starting in verse 1. And, and I changed this, this, the format. This is going to be a little different. I made it into a story. So I'm going to read a story for the next 12 minutes, and we're going to thank God for what, what he's done in our lives, pick, looking at the mirror of what this is describing. Verse 1, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Your friend may ask, why do you believe in Jesus? Well, because he has triumphed gloriously. I was once a slave to this world and had no hope, but I will sing unto the Lord. My enemy could not stand before my God. Verse 2, the Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation. My Father is God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains, captains are also drowned in the Red Sea. If we were to look at Pharaoh's chariots and, and who Pharaoh is, we could picture him as Satan. And all his chosen captains were also drowned in the Red Sea, the depths have covered them, verse 5, they sank into the bottom as a stone. Your friend may ask, you say he saved you? Well, yes, my Savior is glorious in power. He was able to conquer death, and the world will continue 
to do so. He will continue to do that. What he did in my life was no small thing. It is something I can be thankful for. Verse 6, thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And verse 8, and with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The floods stood upright as an heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. Your friend may say, I don't know if I believe that. Well, let me tell you again what happened. The enemy said, you think you can get away from me? You can never get away. I am stronger and faster than your God. You think, what, you think that God, what God gave you is still yours? You think you can hold on to what God has blessed you with? I will take it all from you, and I will destroy everything you have. You will never get away. But I replied, my God is mighty. Verse 9, the enemy said, I will pursue you. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword, and my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thy wind. The sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Your friend may say, so are you saying God saved you? Yes. My God is not like the other gods of this world. Verse 11, who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretched out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Your friend may say, so what does that mean? He saved you, now what? Well, he not only saved me, but he has a wonderful plan for my life. Through his wonderful, wonderful mercy, he leads me, he guides me, and when I am weak, he gives me strength. Amen. Verse 13, Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. Your friend may say, but what if you fall back into your old life? What if the enemy does not stop attacking you? How many people can relate to that fear? My enemy, my reply, my enemy, Satan, cannot touch me anymore. He trembles at the sound of my Lord's voice. There is nothing he can send my way that my God has not already conquered and given me a way of escape. Because my God sends fear into my enemy. Verse 14, the people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of thine army, or by thine arm. They shall be as still as stone till they, thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over over which thou hast purchased. Your friend may say, pass over? Pass over where? Pass over what? Remember I told you? He has a wonderful plan for my life. There is an abundant life where there is peace and joy unspeakable. My God will see me through all trials 
and temptations to get me to the place he has prepared for me. There is a good life for me. He has promised me a place where I can enjoy all that he has for me. Verse 17, thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. You see, when we are with our Lord, there is no temptation, no trial, no problem in front of us that he will not find a way to get us through, see us through it, and bring us where he has promised us, and all of Satan's powers will fall because of him. We have every reason to shout for joy and praise God for what he has done, is doing, and will do in our lives. This is a time to thank God and to praise him. We can shout and praise God for all the world to hear, not just in here, but on YouTube, in, in all avenues that we can shout and praise on the street. What God has done is worth praising him and giving him thanks forever. One day we will get to praise him eternally for all he has done. And I am looking forward to that. Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. It starts off, After this I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the thrones and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood around about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Finally, yes, Lord, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And we will do that for eternity. Our Lord has saving power. And has sent his son to die in your place so that you can spend eternity with him, praising and thanking him forever and ever and ever. And if you have not already accepted God's gift of salvation, then, or if you have, praise him today. But if you have not, you can take care of that today. And then you can partake in our thanksgiving to praise him for what he has done and what he is going to do. I'm telling you, God is good. And read your Bible, you'll see all throughout the Bible it's full of praise like this. Read it like that, connect with it like that, and you will not be able to contain your praise for God. Amen. That's all I got.
God's mercy was with me all of the way. His goodness stayed close by to meet all my needs. My Lord is taking good care of me. I'm never forsaken, I'm never alone. One day I'm leaving to my brand new home. I'm blessed beyond measure, just look close, you'll see. My Lord is taking good care of me. I'm counting my blessings as I journey along. Good friends and a family and a place to call home. The church where I worship, the Bible I read. My Lord is taking good care of me. I'm never forsaken, I'm never alone. One day I'm moving to my brand new home. I'm blessed beyond measure, just look close, you'll see. My Lord is taking good care of me. When Satan comes tempting and he brings up my past, I tell him I'm forgiven and it's buried at last. The bloodshed on Calvary now speaks for me. My Lord is taking good care of me. I'm never forsaken, I'm never alone. One day I'm moving to my brand new home. I'm blessed beyond measure, just look close, you'll see. My Lord is taking good care of me. I'm never forsaken, I'm never alone. One day I'm moving to my brand new home. I'm blessed beyond measure, just look close, you'll see. My Lord is taking good care of me. My Lord is taking, He's always taking. My Lord is taking good care of me. Wonderful, wonderful. Let's take our Bibles, please. Turn to uh, Colossians. The Colossians in the New Testament. Colossians. Great to see uh, Ashley here. Good to see you. Hello. Good to see uh, Cater Tot. Cade, good to see you. Uh, Haven't seen you in a while since you went to school. And I knew you've been uh, throwing bombs as a quarterback and just getting touchdowns, all of that stuff. And you look a little bigger than since last time. And just picking on, picking on him. Good to see uh, those back from college is what I'm trying to say and uh, missed those. So uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Great to see you all here. Uh, and I'll now mention you name by name. So, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we want to talk. I want to talk briefly tonight. Practical Thanksgiving recommendations. Uh, man, you can never you'll never say in this uh, short. Uh, I'll call it a devotion. You'll never say that this wasn't ever practical. Because this is, I'm just going to hit the very uh, real, very practical things during this next, um, forgot to start my watch, next uh, 15 minutes. 
But um, I will begin with that. So Colossians 3, verse 17. Colossians 3, verse 17. The Bible says, And whatsoever you do, in everything you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. In whatever you do, in word and in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Amen. This is going to be our our text verse tonight, really the verse that we want to hone in on. Um, And you're welcome to stay here because I'll jump uh, to other verses uh, showing some other things tonight. But uh, by short introduction, I need to be very careful with what I say tonight because those I'm spending Thanksgiving with is here. So if I say something like, hey, you ought to be serving tomorrow, you ought to do the dishes tomorrow, then that means I ought to be serving and I ought to do the dishes. So uh, point number one, love your son-in-law. And uh, let's, just, let's just stop right there and, and, and be good to your son-in-law. Just kidding. But uh, <laughs> that, was my, that was my introductory joke. Just kidding right there. But... Um, I have, I have two points, really two simple points, but they, they, will, uh, they will get bigger. But uh, I want to tell you a, a quick story, a quick Bible story, uh, and it's in Luke chapter 10. You can stay in Colossians if you'd like. Uh, in Luke chapter 10, let me ch- tell you a quick story. And keep in mind Thanksgiving. And let me think to yourself, does this sound anything like me? Does this sound anything like me? Now it came to pass... As they went, that he entered Jesus, he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. So Martha said, Jesus, why don't you come on over? And she had a sister named Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about, about much serving. Thanksgiving. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. And came to him and said, Lord, Jesus, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, tell her, therefore, bid her that she should help me. She should help me right away. And Jesus said, answered unto her and said, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Number one, I want you to slow down. Tomorrow? Tomorrow? What are we going to do tomorrow? Slow down. Enjoy moments with your family. That's letter A. Enjoy moments with your family. Keep this in mind. The people that are around your table tomorrow might not be the same people that are there next year. Now, this uh, may be the last Thanksgiving spent with our mothers and fathers, spent with our grandparents, our great uncles and aunts, And anyone in existence, it could be just around our table, anybody around our table, it could be due to tragedy or an accident. I'm just trying to say they might not be there next year. Now, not only in cases of death, but it could be moving, could be due to the reason why they're not at the table next year. They found another job in another state. And now they'll be moving out of state, and, and uh, they'll be off in a U-Haul van. Could be due to marriage. Now that you have to share your loved one with an in-law, 
And next year, uh, they'll be at the in-law's house. And, and this year, tomorrow, you'll, you'll, they'll be with you tomorrow. Um, now, I know thinking about this too much or too long uh, is an easy way to get depressed. It's an easy way to be sad and be sad quickly. So, uh, the advice is this, so that we can move on and not be sad. I want you to slow down and enjoy who is around the table tomorrow. Enjoy who's there with you. The fact is, is they, they might not be there next year. And I'm not just speaking only in cases of death, because that's extremely gloom. But in other cases, they just might not be there next year. So if you pause and take a moment and say, I love these people. I love these people around my table. And, and enjoy that. Enjoy that. The dishes... <laughs> Mom, please listen. <laughs> the dishes will always need done. The house will always need a fresh vacuum or dust. And the stress and the busyness in the kitchen tomorrow will be immeasurable. <laughs> but this year, can we thank God for who's there? For just who's there? Just want to thank God for who's around my table for a moment. And I'm saying the work of Thanksgiving, it will always need done. But these people around my table will not always be around my table. So let's enjoy their company. Enjoy your moments with your family. Uh, letter B, schedule a time to relax, to rest. Schedule a time to rest. I wrote relax. Now, some of you need to write this down, and I'm, I'm being totally serious. Some of you need to write this down. I was listening to a podcast, and this was stated. A better you is more valuable to others than a more productive you. A better you. A better you is more valuable to others than a more productive you. You can leave the slide right there. Think of what you need to produce tomorrow. The turkey cooked perfectly. Not too dry, but not underdone. Mashed potatoes, green beans, casserole, ham, broccoli. I'm waiting for some amens. Ham, broccoli, salad. Everything needs to be put together and produced at the same time. And you're only one person. How, how is one person supposed to get all of this done and feed uh, this large amount of people? But let's read that again. A better you is more valuable to your family members or to the people around your table than a more productive you. Some of you tomorrow need to choose rest over being productive. Some of you. Some of you need to be more productive. <laughs> Except, except, okay, <laughs> except uh, I forgot the time, but there's a, there's a Dallas Cowboys game tomorrow that I will be watching. So, so I'll be productive during other hours of the night. But, all right, some of us, uh, it is a time. So we're going to enjoy time with family, right? We're going to enjoy time with family. They're not always around my table. But you know what? Things always need done. Things always need done. The vacuuming and the dusting and the dishes and the... Uh, into the this and what now what are we going to do for supper uh, have leftover turkey sandwiches I mean that's what the Austins always did but what are we going to do next let's take time to relax you know there I have some co-workers that after their day off they are more exhausted I, I'm being serious maybe some of you are maybe some of you are the same after their day off they come back to work more exhausted than as to when they left so this, this 
Thanksgiving this week, or, or some of you may get the rest of the week off from this night for the rest of the week. Some of you do not. Uh, I do not. I'll see you on Black Friday, Menards. We sell the same old stuff. But, but um, you know, it is a good time. to. We need to slow down and relax. We need to uh, soak in. Uh, we need to be thankful for who's there uh, and, and things like that. A time of thanksgiving is a time to give thanks, uh, but you must please include rest. I am suggesting, recommending that you include rest in that. So number two, number two, celebrate God's goodness. What are we going to do tomorrow? We're going to slow down. We're going to enjoy who's around our table. We're going to find a time to relax. We're going to celebrate God's goodness. We're going to celebrate God's goodness to us. Psalm 69, 30. I will praise the name of God with a song, and I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Take time on purpose to be thankful. Tomorrow. Take time with... I actually wrote with purpose. Take time with purpose to be thankful. Don't just be present tomorrow, but have meaningful conversations with those around you. Now, again, there's a Dallas Cowboys football game, so I'm just saying... But don't just be there at home, but have meaningful conversations with those around you. Talk to each other. Talk to each other. If you are thankful for someone, I want you to tell them. Tomorrow, this is a good challenge. If I want to challenge you to do one thing tomorrow, I'm going to thank one person tomorrow. I'm going to thank them. Say, thank you for doing what you do. Thank, and then have a reason. So oftentimes when I speak to the teenagers, I say, here's the challenge for the week. You know, uh, for adults, I don't have to say that uh, as often. But for everybody in this room, here's the challenge for the week. I'm going to tell somebody tomorrow I'm thankful for them, specifically. I am thankful for you, Mom. I am thankful for you, Dad. doesn't have to be a relative. I'm thankful for you, spouse. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for what you do to me, for me. Thankful for all you do. <laughs> Excuse me. Thankful for all you do. For every child, every child that's here, every young person, uh, let's be thankful tomorrow. I want you to tell someone you're thankful for them tomorrow. All right? This is a good challenge. For a time, let me get back to my notes. Uh, for a time tomorrow, Praise God in conversation about thankfulness and laugh together. For a time tomorrow, I'll say that again. Praise God in conversation about thankfulness. Take time. This is what I'm saying. Take time with conversation of being thankful and laugh together. Proverbs 17:22. A merry heart doth good like medicine. Tomorrow we could be having some medicine. And that's just being happy together. That's just laughing playing some catchphrase, playing charades, you know, playing a game, and just enjoying people's time. And again, we could go back to the first point. Hey, the dishes will always need done, but let's, let's take a time to have fun together. Let's play together. Let's have a good time together. And thank God around this time. Play Christian music, giving an atmosphere of praise and worship. When my in-laws get together... Um, when my in-laws get together, they always find time to sing together. That's something I've learned about um, my in-laws. 
they always find time to sing together. They are a singing family. And what if we sang together and just praised God tomorrow as a family? You might think to yourself, uh, that'd be kind of weird, actually. That'd be, uh, be kind of awkward. Okay, okay. Um, let's turn on some Christian music. Could be Christmas music if you wanted. Let's turn on some Christian music and just, and just start praising the Lord. And then when someone else is in the kitchen helping you or should be helping you or so on, maybe they'll join in and sing some harmony. It, what I'm trying to say is bringing an atmosphere of worship and praise. Thanking God for it, celebrating God's goodness. Um, <clears throat> maybe sing along with the person on the radio. <laughs> Music always changes the atmosphere of a place. I have a, I have a funny example for this. Um, my best friend in college, uh, my, his engagement pictures were taken by my mother. My mother used to take uh, pictures, and she doesn't anymore. But his engagement pictures were being taken by my mother. And uh, we were downtown Sioux Falls, and both of them were f- very awkward with each other. And like, all right, stand together. And they would kind of like do this. And like, it was just a very awkward time. So something I did, which was uh, very smart of me, uh, I turned on some music. I played uh, Stevie Wonder, Isn't She Lovely? And I moved on to uh, Frank Sinatra, Just the Way You Look Tonight. I moved on to uh, something else. Forgot the song. Moved on to something else. And immediately their body language started to change. They got a lot more comfortable around each other. It wasn't so awkward taking these pictures of uh, looking at each other and, and closing your eyes and... She was in his arms, and it just wasn't so weird anymore. Maybe once some music started playing. So tomorrow, maybe it's like, well, how do I get an atmosphere of praise and worship in my house? I'm going to turn on some music that just praises and worships God. Now, do we need to stand in our houses tomorrow and direct a choir? We do not. Nope. But oftentimes, oftentimes, on, on uh, <laughs> Danny just said we will. Oftentimes, oftentimes... Uh, if you, for some reason, would be at my parents' house on a Sunday morning, they would, they would wake me up on Sunday morning with their music. My parents would. My alarm clock on a Sunday morning would be them turning up the Alexa volume to volume 40, and they would play something like Amazing Grace. They would play something like the most recent praise and worship song you might hear on the radio these days or something like that. You know what it is? It just gets them in an atmosphere of praise and worship before church starts, is what they're doing. So tomorrow, I'm just going to try and get a little bit of an atmosphere of just worshiping God and saying, thank you, God, for who's around my table, and thank you for all that you do for me. Moving on, number three is repeat. Repeat. This short list of really two things is helpful advice, and fit. It, these tips fit every day of every week. It fits in Christmas. You could say, uh, let's go back to Christmas. I'm going to enjoy the moments with my family around me. I'm going to keep in mind that not everybody this Christmas will be here next year. I'm going to remember, and then, and then you can pretty much say the same sermon I already just said and insert Christmas. You know, and, and on Christmas, I'm going to celebrate God's goodness. Number two, I'm going to celebrate God's goodness. I'm going to play music in my house to have an atmosphere of worship. Okay? New Year's Eve, 
New Year's Eve, you know what? I'm going to be happy for the people I'm with. I'm going to attempt to stay up until midnight. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to celebrate God's goodness to me for the year. Go on next. First Sunday in January, February, April, May, June. This is not just a Thanksgiving. Well, we do this on Thanksgiving. This could be a life that we live, an attitude that we live, being thankful uh, continually. It fits in every day of our lives. Live a life of being thankful. You know, God says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Why I'm saying that is that fits with slow down. If you want to slow down, because we can't do that 365. I understand. We can't do that 365. Be still. Sometimes you just need to be still. and Know that God is God. Know that God's in control. And, uh, and every day for a Christian is a celebration. You know, number two, celebrate God's goodness. That's easy. Every day. I can think of something every day to celebrate God's goodness toward me. For all the sin that I've done, all the, uh, the things that I do not deserve, but I'm getting anyway. I just want to celebrate God. So tomorrow... I'm just going to celebrate God's goodness toward me. I'm going to have a good time tomorrow. I'm going to play some Christian music uh, and we'll just worship God together. And maybe we don't harmonize or maybe we don't sound the greatest, but, uh, but we will worship God together. Finally, uh, let's read this again. Colossians 3.17. You were there in your Bible. You might still be there. So now, what I'm trying to say, number three is repeat. Now, I want to live a life of thankfulness, of of you know, of not just tomorrow, but living a life of thankfulness. Colossians 3.17. Whatsoever you do, everything you do, in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. In everything we do, 365, every day, not just tomorrow, every day, we're going to be thankful to God for all that He's given us. All right, let's pray together. And that's all I have. God, thank you. Tonight, it was a good reflection uh, of, as Atreyu said, your, your goodness to us. Your, uh, God, you are so mighty and strong. And God, thank you for that reminder. And God, thank you tonight uh, for the people that we get to be around uh, tonight. Our, our spiritual family is meeting tonight. And tomorrow, I'm excited to be with my blood family And God, uh, would you bless us and keep these things in mind tomorrow that we're going to slow down and we're going to take time to praise you. And I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.